We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. What is up, Nets fans? Jack Manuel here for another Brooklyn Buzz. And I'm diving deep, not a gamer, just diving deep into Cam Thomas uh, and even more so Ben Simmons' latest injury update and maybe a few little Nets stats towards the end if we have the time. But I guess the initial response to the nerve irritation injury in his back for Ben Simmons that I had was one of you know, almost just like a irritated sigh. Not just because of... You know, the fact that he's had a, a pretty good start to the year and the positive impact that he's had for the Nets, but also just as an, uh, as an Aussie as well, because this is going to be something that could affect his uh, Olympic prospects, uh, prospects going forward. And I also wasn't necessarily enthused. Oh, I guess the signs weren't great that we got a big article from the New York Post's Brian Lewis and his agent basically revealing... You know, that he's day-to-day. Jacques Vaughn said that he'll be evaluated in a week. You know, he had the MRI. He's not experiencing anything similar to what he's gone through in past or what he went through last year. And this is something that the expectation is that with the proper kind of rehab, he'll be able to resume this season in a short period of time without any issue. Now, I'm not going to say I buy into that. I'm not going to say I'm not, I don't buy into that. But, like, with Bennett, you just got to believe what you see and... What we and it's just it sucks that this is happening, you know. It sucks that it's happening so early in the year, you know, before the net like ten games or so. And you just look at the Ben Simmons injury history, and you know, I'll just go back to oh, let me just see. Okay, back to the start of his career. So we're going from 2017 all the way up to 2023. Sore elbow, sore ankle, gastrointest, gastroenteritis, and and enteritis say that a couple times back injury a wrist injury illness shoulder back knee left knee knee calf uh knee again back again for an extended period knee for an extended period back and knee back and knee back and knee and then hip so this just might be how ben is now i think we might just need to wait out the ben simmons experience and maybe he just turns into an expiring contract in 24 25 and that's just how we live with Ben, the Ben Simmons experience and it's sad to say because he was playing you know decent enough I, I, I guess you know he obviously wasn't having the same forceful impact that we saw for short bursts in the preseason and maybe a game here or there but 
it just shows you that Ben's body is going to continue to fail him. And that just might be how he is uh, and for the rest of his career, despite the fact that he got himself back. He was saying all the right things. He was doing some of the right things. But yeah, it just is what it is uh, at the end of the day. And, you know, Jacques Vaughn was trying to be positive and joke around with him and give him all you know, the, so the light jests here all there. And, and hopefully that is something that can support Ben Simmons in a positive fashion. But yeah, I think it's just going to be his body is failing him. You know? And I think he also needs... Uh, the, the thing that's frustrating is the nature of the injury when it did happen. Like it happened on like a little dinky push shot where he sort of irritated his hip. And it's just like, well, if Ben wasn't taking those shots, would that have happened? Maybe not. Maybe if he actually push through that initial discomfort his body would have gotten used gotten used to the new type of discomfort that he's putting himself through by like finding body contact at the rim you know just looking for contact because it until that happens he's gonna get these dinky little nerve injuries discomfort injuries and it's it might just be a, a career-long thing for him which is disappointing for for many many reasons because of the the positive impact that he's had on the floor you know in terms of the Nets offense and the fast break points and all those different things but I think I also said on on X no, on Twitter that if Spencer Dillman keeps playing the way that he played the other night then I don't see things being a, a drastic downgrade if anything Spencer Dillman does everything that Ben does except for defense and I guess rebounding because Ben pushes the pace a, a little bit in transition but Spencer can do that I think Spencer is a really controlled and positive player too he's also a much better driver of the basketball Ben drives but he doesn't drive to score whereas Spencer genuinely drives to score so I, I think it's as simple as that and I also want to just throw a few notes out there this is via sort of hoops hype you know his, his expiring contract in 24-25 will be at 40 plus million dollars you know he's got a his contract includes a 15% trade kicker. Apparently, according to Woj, he's the 22nd best player last year. He's now the 20th best player in the NBA this year. If Ben wasn't on this contract, we'd maybe be speaking about him a little bit differently. It's just like when James Harden started playing badly and then Ben started playing a bit better, we were like, oh, the Nets won the trade. And now the basketball guys can't give us anything good and Ben Simmons gets injured. And maybe that's just the... As I alluded to, the the nature of, of Ben Simmons going forward. But I, I want to get to a few questions, guys. And, and thank you to those that did respond. Uh, just questions and comments. I had Cypher at Sean, at Shan underscore Yuga asked, at what point do we consider Ben Simmons just an elite role player similar to Alex Caruso and not a starter star caliber player? I personally feel that the people still advocate for Ben are doing so under the hope that he returns to the 15 to 16 point per game scorer he was in Philly. I, I think cipher that that guy's gone like it's as simple as that i think what we saw from this season showed us that he is an elite role player but an elite role player that's making nigh on 40 million dollars so i think that when he comes back that's probably what we're going to need to consider him and you know we've got some questions also around what his role will be if and when he does come back there's people talking about over or under how many games he's going to play it's almost like morbid to consider some of those little possibilities but yeah he he's not going to be an all-star he showed positive two-way flashes but until he scores the basketball he's just not gonna be an all-star he's gonna average eight to ten points play high level defense pass the ball pretty bloody well he's i don't think he's ever gonna be a score for the rest of his career now 
maybe Ben proves me wrong and he comes back from this nerve, irrita- nerve irritation in a positive fashion, but I personally can't see that happening. <laughs> Sorry, I, I didn't mean to insert that sigh in there, but that's just how I'm feeling about this whole Ben Simmons thing. Uh, D-Rock, Spencer McHale and Cam need the ball in their hands in order to cook. Ben and Claxton can't shoot. Ben won't look to score. He must play a secondary role, a.k.a. point forward. McHale and Cam are the future, so they should start. Bring Spencer and Ben off the bench. What say you? Uh, I don't think that that's... Uh, look, I agree with a lot of those points. I don't think Spencer should come off the bench. I think Spencer and Cam can start. I think Spencer, Cam, Mikhail, Cam, Jay, and Clax is a, a positive starting lineup. Now, you can, DFS has had a, a sensational start to the year as well, so you can maybe make an argument for him, insert him over someone else but in saying that i don't think dfs is long for the nets and if we're talking about the future then i think it has to be cam t clax and and mikhail those are your three locked in guys but around that and around ben's role in general i think ben doesn't come off the bench when he comes back you know at the start of the year we were talking about you know jack fawn is giving has giving him the reins and the, the identity is being built around him and we saw that but now Ben's body's failing him. So now you need to earn that back and you need to prove it to us as Nets fans and the Nets coaching staff. And I hope he isn't gifted that starting role despite the fact that it was playing pretty well. You know, I wouldn't say he was making, uh, lighting things up in any sort of way, but I, I just honestly think that Spencer should start over him and that's just how the things should go moving forward because Spencer showed against the Magic how he can lead the team in a positive fashion again. There's going to be plenty of rumors around Spencer. I don't know how much of it is is noise and how much of it isn't, but yeah, I think Ben off the bench, Spencer, Spencer, Cam T, Mikhail, Cam J, Nick Claxton. There's your starting five. You, got, you can go four out, Clax is your... Uh, works things well in in the pick and roll and it has nice pick and roll chemistry with with the likes of Mikhail and and is growing with with Spencer too so I think that's the starting five going forward and Ben when he gets back has to earn that spot again coming off the bench and if he doesn't like it well get your body right and show us you can be sustainably healthy for beyond eight nine games but we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. 
twice a week, J.J. Reddick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, JJ breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we got a question from Aces who asked, should the Nets look at possible replacements for Ben Simmons in case he breaks down again like Jaden Ivey, for example? Jaden Ivey seems like he's being pushed out of Detroit in favor of Armand Thompson. Now, Look, I'd like a Jaden Ivey. I think that if you're building around like Jaden Ivey and Cam Thomas, you've got an explosive guard and a methodical scorer like Cam Thomas is. That'd be pretty bloody great. So outside of Ben Simmons being traded, look, I, I think he's not long for Brooklyn. This sort of indicates that going forward, that we not. I don't think Ben Simmons is long for Brooklyn and his career trajectory is one that I can't necessarily predict after this latest injury but yeah Jaden Ivey would be would be a nice get but what is Ben Simmons value like <laughs> his value is as is it necessarily going to get you a Jaden Ivey in return or a Josh Giddy or you know Larry Markadon or any of these sort of guys so I think you need to take those things into context maybe the the, the Pistons are so low on Jaden Ivey and Monty Williams is that you can sneak him out and there's some three-way deals and the Nets, uh, the, the Pistons next year, you know, Jaden Ivey has a poor year and they just want Ben Simmons as that expiring sort of deal and, and that looks good on their books, maybe. But I think Ben Simmons' value from the net, from the league-wide perspective, is pretty bloody low currently. Next year, once that becomes expiring, might look a little bit better. But uh, to, in fact, I'll get to the rest of the questions after the break, guys, as well as a, a bit more Nets chat. So fan of sector 2814 says, this sums it up. He should come off the bench as a defensive specialist and offensive connector. Against teams like Boston Milwaukee, he can play more, but it's time to start making plans with him in mind. Yeah, look, planning around Ben Simmons and all the chat about Ben Simmons in the offseason to start the year was all about hyping him up and saying, this is a different team with Ben Simmons on and off the floor. And it's just like, yeah, cool. But you can't build around a guy who plays six, seven games and then is out for an extended period. Six, seven, eight games. That's just not a sustainable brand of basketball slash team building. So as I was sort of alluding to, I, I probably answered and and discussed the points that, that Fan of Sector 2814 was sort of talking about. But you, you've just got to, you, you just can't build around Ben. You know, it's as simple as that. His body is failing him to the point beyond any sort of reputability. So it, it sucks and it seems maybe callous, but you just can't. Like it's as simple as that. But... Uh, final one was from at Nets Outlet. Is he really the engine structure for our offense or we do give him too much credit because we just scored a ton against Orlando who's uh, who's known to have a good defense this year. When Cam T comes back, I think our offense will look really good and consistent again. I kind of agree. I, I think last night showed and Nick probably 
and Nick definitely sort of talked about that on the last pod. So look, these are numbers based off last night, and this is via, I think, an Eric Slater article at, at Clutch Points. In seven games before Ben Simmons' injury, the Nets posted the league's seventh best offensive rating. His elite fast break orchestration, the main reason why, with Simmons, the Nets ranked second in, in the NBA in fast break points, averaging 20.6 per game. Without them, they ranked 22nd. Now, uh, the, the three dumb all stars adding 4.5 points per game in possession in transition this season, ranked in the 94th percentile among players per clean the glass. Now, I think that can be replaced in part by Spencer Dinwiddie. I don't think that it necessarily changes the total trajectory of the team. I think that Ben is really good at getting guys open because he is a very unique passer and very gifted passer. But I still think the Nets are going to be good enough. And I think it's more about Cam Thomas returning, as was alluded to by Nets Outlet, than it is about you know the other guys and, and, and talking about them. So, And look, I'll get into a few numbers uh, in a little bit, look, Cam Thomas, his reaction to Ben's injury update, he thought it was like, a, he didn't know it was a, a back, he thought it was a hip. I don't think there's anything to really write into that. That's just sort of, you know, players just hear certain things and that's just how they react. I think it might have been taken a little bit out of context, but I, I want to just give this quote by Cam Thomas. He's like, he's frustrated and he's like, I was playing really well, helping the team, we were competing. What was I, number six or seven in scoring at the time? So it's obviously frustrating. But at the end of the day, everything happens for a reason. So I'm just going to try to rehab as best as I can so I can get back to the level of play I was at. That's only the main, that's the only thing I'm looking forward to. And look, the Nets need him sorely offensively and I can't wait to see Cam Thomas back. That's a little update for him. Didn't necessarily say the nature or grade of the strain of, of ankle injury that he did have. I think the Nets are probably pretty good at hiding and keeping little things to themselves. But yeah, Cam T should be back sooner rather than later, which is positive. Now, I want to end the podcast because I did a bit of a sicko deep dive into some some numbers, some stats. And I want to just go through the good and the bad to, to start things and maybe provide a little bit of context. First, the good. Nets, second in fast break points. Third in three-point percentage at 38% on the fifth most attempts over 40 a game. 8th in a field goal percentage, 55.1%, and ninth in made field goals in transition. Again, that's taking the whole season with Ben, without Ben. And also 10th in turnover percentage. So they take care of the ball pretty bloody well. And 7th in offensive rating. Now, this is currently of recording. By the time you listen to this, there could be other things that have affected that. So offensively, there's a lot of positive things. And are, are those things sustainable? Look, maybe the Nets shoot a little bit worse from three. Maybe those fast break points go down a little bit. But there are things that can improve that I think will balance that thing out. So maybe are the Nets a top 10 defense, top 10 offense to end the year? I don't know, but I think that a defense should rise quite a bit. Uh, speaking of defensively, a couple of good defensive stats. Fourth in defensive rebound percentage, second in opponent free throw rate, and fifth in opponent three-point percentage. Now, the one there that I think might be the least sustainable and is a little bit fluky is opponent three-point percentage. That is, you know, I think the Nets, because they've been switching a lot to start the year in the absence of a lot of their big guys, clacks, uh, etc., you know, that number is what it is. I think it's something like 33.3% the opponents are shooting against them. Some of those is the nature of the teams aren't being, you know, amazing three-point shooting teams. But opponent free throw, like, because they're not getting to the free throw line because they're just making a lot of shots and they're allowed to get to the rim a little bit more, that's not great because I'll get to that in, 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 the, in the bad. But, yeah, at least not fouling other than, you know, Nick Claxton, the sort of first five or ten minutes uh, in the game last night. And defensive rebounding percentage, which we thought would be a big, big of an issue, has been okay. Finally, the bad, 29th in free throw attempt rate. 
Nets need to get to the free throw line. 27 and second chance points. The offensive boys aren't leading to extra points. Points in the paint. I think that'll get better once Cam Thomas does return. But 27th is not great. Last in opponent turnover rate, which Jacques Vaughn has alluded to. That's what the Nets can improve defensively. 29th in steals. Same sort of thing. If the Nets want to get better defensively, they've got to force turnovers. They've got to get a bit more aggressive. You know, some lazy and lax sort of switches. They're just handing, and rather than sort of like, you know, handing the man, you know, you, and I think Clax being back will help that, but we shall see. Just a, a few little numbers for you guys. Maybe I went through them a little bit too quickly, but I might throw them on Twitter as well for you guys too. But lots of stuff to consider for the Nets moving forward, but it's a Nets world. The Nets are going all right. Ben Simmons, we'll see what happens with that, but Nets world, baby. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. 